Hello, this is Backcountry Blokes Tune the Fat. Listen, listen, listen. I've been hearing a lot lately about men don't talk. But in my experience, men do talk, just people aren't listening. So it's going to be me and a group of blokes discussing our struggles and victories through life. Warning, there may be some bad language, so apologies to all the moms, especially on my own. Let's get going. Listen, listen, listen. I've been, yeah. This is the Black Country Blokes, Tuna Fat, with me, Kev Dillon, Lee Cadman and Orange. And tonight we're going to be talking about if we weren't in England or the United Kingdom and we had to be locked down, where would we rather be? Now, I bet people are out there, and by the way, this isn't political, we're not here to knock anyone for the decisions that we should or should not have made. But a lot of times we think, oh, I wish I was in the Bahamas. But I've known people when they've gone on holiday via lockdown and they've had to spend the whole of their holiday in the bedroom, you know, when having to order their food and room service and leave it at the door and they're looking off out the balcony at a swimming pool that they can't swim in, looking at a beach that they can't play on. And to me, that'd be torture. I'd rather be in my own house where I've got my telly, I've got my comfy bed. Jasmine's got her own bedroom. So, you know, the grass isn't always greener. Aaron, what do you say, bro? I'd, I'd say that the grass is slightly greener, given that I'd rather beach than uh, what I'm seeing outside right now. Um, simply for the fact that basically we can probably go out to the beach, um, especially if you've got your own kind of secluded one. But yeah, I know what you mean. There's always no place like home. You know, even when we went, we were in Birmingham, actually this week, me and the wife, and we came back home after two days and we had missed home even during lockdown, even having been stuck indoors literally for 12 months. But I think, yeah, it depends on how wild you want to take your imagination because if, if it means we can go anywhere and the world is our oyster, then, mate, I, I 100% would be on a beach somewhere, you know, where you're walking, you're in the sun, you're getting your vitamin D, you can just watch the waves and just relax and then go back to your little cabin or hotel room and obviously watch TV and stuff because it doesn't feel as claustrophobic. And I think that's one of the biggest difficulties I've had myself in terms of lockdown, you're almost going a bit crazy. And you you find yourself like talking to yourself and just trying to do stuff to keep yourself sane. But yeah, I think if I had to choose a place, um, thinking about lockdown, thinking about regulations, probably say somewhere like Jamaica, to be honest. Um, absolutely loved it. I reckon I could live there for like years and years. Um, providing that they were still making the food because I was just, I was in a place where they were doing like 24-7 buffet. But yeah, that would be me. But I think like even like a 24-hour buffet, it's, the idea to me of a holiday, is I can wake up when I want, I can go in the pool when I want, I can drink whenever I want, I can eat whenever I want. And then the thought of having a holiday, but then having all those restrictions, to me then, I've got the weather, but I haven't got the freedom. And holiday to me is pure freedom. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it's choose your freedom, isn't it? We're, we're, in, a, we're in a time now where your freedom is literally constrained by where you are. And I just think, that gives you more possibility if you have the possibility of going outdoors. I mean, actually, where we live now is pretty nice. There's a lot of nice walks and stuff. But we don't get the weather. So most of the time you're stuck indoors and that's the last thing you want. So I'm actually not somebody who enjoys the hot weather as much. I actually prefer slightly colder temperatures. But I think if lockdown's taught me anything, it's to appreciate hot weather because it doesn't like shackle you to your four walls, if that makes sense. Well, like me and Jasmine, because I don't drive and Kate's at work, and then, as you say, if it's a nice day, we can play on the swing. We can go for a walk on the same walk we've walked for 12 months, but at least we're outdoors. But when you wake up and it's grey and it starts spitting, you're thinking, do we really want to risk it? And I know 
we shouldn't think like that. But you do, don't you? Look at it and you think, can I be bothered? But when it's sunny, even when it's a blue sky but really cold, like it was last week, I was out because you get all your jumpers and your hats and your scarves and your wrap up. But I think the weather has got a factor. And I think lockdown free, A, the novelty's wear off. But B, the weather has really had a factor in it. What do you think, Lee? I'm in agreement totally with Aaron. I'd much prefer to be in a... Let's go Jamaica, mate. <laughs> Let's just go. <laughs> like, I'd just much prefer to have the beach to walk on. Um, less of the crap weather. Yeah, uh, you know, to me, to me, if I had a choice, it'd be Fort Aventura or Wales, actually, to the caravan in Wales. It's just open space all around you. You know, you don't, get, you don't really get sick of the four walls there. There's always something to do. On the flip side, not including Wales, but Fort Ventura, Jamaica, Thailand, and all these places, America, we are so lucky in this country to have the NHS. And God forbid, like, we went abroad and we got very poorly. And if we hadn't got those, that money in our account, because when I was in Thailand, we had a motorbike accident and I had all the insurance, I had to pay them and then I claimed it back. But imagine if you're over there and, you know, you, your wife, or God forbid, your children got really poorly. You're in the hospital. You couldn't understand the lingo. Then they're charging. To me, that'd be petrifying, especially with all this that's going on now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think if it's taught anyone anything, I think every single person in lockdown at some stage has found something they can be grateful for. And the NHS is absolutely one of the things that we, we should all be grateful for. And I also think the government's given a lot of support financially as well, you know, for people who have benefited from furlough and stuff in this in this country. I know some other countries do that as well, but yeah absolutely very very lucky would i get that abroad probably not so yeah i think it's it's one of those the grass always looks greener but if you're there but then you've got no finances or anything supporting you again you know you might be thinking actually king's Winford wasn't that bad in the end yeah i definitely agree with that i mean i can't imagine how much uh how much we'd about to pay from my daughter if we didn't have the nhs it'd just be it'd be absolutely ridiculous i mean yeah. And whether you're getting insured at that point, I don't know. I don't know how it works, but yeah, there's a, certainly a high risk there. I mean, I've spent most of in and out of hospital all of my life, and my family members, we've all had family members who've had cancer, Parkinson's, whatever it is, and we 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 take it for granted. And you know, when you've gone to an and you broke your hand or you've had your nose broken, you go, oh, "I've been waiting for six hours," but then you'll see someone like Lee's daughter zoom by, or me in a coma, or and you're thinking. Yeah, I've only broke my nose. You know, I, I shouldn't have been fighting. I shouldn't have been, you know what I mean? But when it is needed and you're blue-lighted and you get their emergency, you know, you're straight at the front of the queue. So for everyone who's listening to this, and it is a part of your NHS, be a cleaner, a volunteer, a doctor, nurse, whatever, receptionist, God bless you, you know, because you're, you're what's keep us all going, so thank you. And I, when I talk to people from abroad, uh, like when you talk to our brothers and sisters in America, I know we've got a good following in America, and you'd have some, like my parents who have raised me and Richard and looked after Jasmine and done all this, then they get cancer. And then before you know it, they're made homeless. And, you know, that I mean, that is so cruel, isn't it? But that's just a big factor in so many parts of the world. Aaron, yeah. you, you cut off just <laughs> for a few minutes just before that, mate. I, I just heard the homeless bit. I'm not sure if that's my thing. No, I'm just saying, like, if, if you're uh, if you're abroad in America or one of these places where you need insurance, you could be there, uh, gunshot or your, your head's hanging off, 
And unless you've got insurance, they will let you die. And I oh, said, yeah, like, absolutely. people like, like my parents say, like, people like my parents who've raised me and Richard, uh, looked after Jasmine, and then God forbid they get cancer. And then because they haven't had insurance, they end up losing the house and they're homeless on no fault of their own. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's those things that we've got to be so grateful for. It's, it's as Lee said with his daughter, my circumstances. I know you've had things in your family, and I think they're things that are so often overlooked. And hopefully in the next few weeks, we're going to have Dr. Singh coming back on. It's almost been 12 months. Uh, he's an eye surgeon by um, by trade, but through all of this, he's been on the ICU. It'll be interesting to get his views. I mean, if no one's seen his first episode and doesn't believe in the corona, listen to it, because, you know, it's uh, very emotional, isn't it, Lee? It is. It was absolutely fascinating episode, and uh, I think everyone learned a lot and took a lot away from that one. Uh, so, yeah, go, go and find it. So you Sorry, I was just going to ask uh, Seiko. I can't believe it's been twelve months since he was on the show. Mm-hmm. That's how strange and surreal. And even you said at the beginning, lockdown three. I was like, shit, we're on lockdown three. It's crazy how how, um, how time has just flown. Like we've all aged an extra year, pretty much being stuck indoors and not in Jamaica and I'm pissed off. Well, you, you see yourself, don't you? I know I have. You thinking I've got old over this year because I'm not the gym. I'm not taking people on the pads when we reopened. I was walking around doing demonstrations, but I'm not getting knocked about all the time. I'm not slamming my weights. I'm not keeping fit. And because we're in our house most of the time, and then uh, one of the things I'd like to say on one of our shows, who's actually still doing that half an hour to an hour exercise a day? Whereas in the first lockdown, you were purposely doing it. When you're, Come on, Kate. We're going out. I don't care. And we're doing it. And this time, like every day in the first one, I was doing Joe Wicks with Jasmine and jumping around like Spider-Man and like Kangaroo. And I was making sure every day I was doing something. But in this one, I'm thinking, can I be bothered? It's like that old saying, less you do, less you want to do. Yeah, I think it's the weather because I was I was on a fitness uh, trip, especially in the first one. So I was thinking I'm not going to get ill. And the second one, I wasn't too bad. But we recently... I mean, from running, what, seven days a week, I probably run every four or five days now. I've got, I end up buying a bench, like overpriced, that's a ridiculous amount, thinking I'm going to use that as well. I think I've used it like twice. Um, well, I'm blaming the weather now and I'm, I'm feeling stupid as I'm saying it because there is really no excuse. But it is strange because you almost, it again, you get stuck into habits very quickly. So just as easy as it's a habit in the first lockdown, me running every day and just trying to keep myself sane, I've almost kind of got used to this life. I'm just being indoors, sitting on my laptop, just working away all day. So, yeah, it's it's, it's a strange one. Yeah, it makes you wonder whether it make a difference if you were abroad and did have that mm. sun on your back. Yeah, you know, I'd probably be lazy to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it, it, it's possible, isn't it? It's um, it can do a bit of both. But I think the the guaranteed thing is, if the sun was there, you'd be outdoors more and potentially walking more. As we saw in the first one, whether it was just filling up a paddling pool and splashing around, having fun, having water fights. And as you say, it's a nice day, so let's get out. And I think, I remember talking to an Aussie once, and he said, there's nothing like a good British summer. He went, because in Australia, we know it's going to be nice, so we can have a barbecue whenever we want. But over here, you can see people are buzzing to get home, to have a barbecue, to sit in a beer garden, whatever it is, because, you know, the summer might be over the next day. Actually, Kieran's put a good point up here, saying the weather is one of the things that puts British people off. 
doing it, any activity, but won't put us off moaning about it. So true. <laughs> <laughs> but right. Billy, Conley, Billy Conley always said there's no such thing as bad weather, there's only bad clothing. But go back to Aaron's point, you know, it's easier to form a habit than it is to break a habit. And I think it's, uh, would you form the habit of getting up, you have your fruit, have your dish, you do your exercise, and it's great, you do it. But then <laughs> you fall back into a bad habit, and that, that's hard to break when you start smoking more, when you're having too many cans, when you're thinking, I'll start tomorrow. And, that, you know, that procrastination that we all do, you know what, I've had a big weekend, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, the weather's vile. I'll do it tomorrow. And tomorrow never comes. I think it's easier to fall into those bad habits at the moment while you're in lockdown as well, because it's like Groundhog Day. There's nothing there to snap you out of it. There's not, oh, I've got to go and do this because of whatever. You just, you're at home, isn't you? <laughs> just basically at home. There's no, there's no break from it. Well, that brings me to our support group. It was another great one yesterday, wasn't it, Lee? It was brilliant. And- and I think what people are, and we were the same, what we like, we've never done one before, apart from when we did Tough Nuts. And we thought it was just going to be loads of blokes sitting around crying. And don't get me wrong, tears are welcome. But we've we've had some real deep conversations, but it's been bloody lovely being out, out the house, being around other blokes, talking about from women to being naughty to giving each other a pat on the back. And what we'd like to start off with is, uh, in five words, how's your week been? And then we all have a chat and we have a rest at about 10 to 8. And But it's been great just being around other blokes. Because we always say, without the gym, without the barbers, without the booze, without the coffee shop, without... Where do we talk? And it's great when we talk on, you know, on one of the rare blokes who loves talking on the phone. I'll chat to you all day. These, people, uh, these two will tell you. But most blokes, they don't feel comfortable talking on the phone or they don't feel comfortable talking on Zoom or WhatsApp. So if you're in the black country, come down. Come down, email us 20, within 24 hours of the meeting and talk if you want to talk. If you don't want to talk, don't talk. And if it's not for you, we'll go off a little bit earlier. Let's risk it for the biscuit. Let's try it. So it, I'll tell you something, the last two weeks, I found myself not drinking as much because I've had something on Wednesday. I love this on Tuesday and Thursday. I'm still in my kitchen, still in my house. But on Wednesday, being back at the club, walking up, the hardest thing is not hitting them bloody bags. I'm not walking past them, punching them. I've had 20 years of hitting them bags. Being over all the rules, I walk past them, go upstairs, and it's safe. You know, for someone like ourselves, and we've been more anxious than most, aren't we, Lee, thinking you're trying to take the germs back to everyone? Yeah. We felt really safe when we were talking about it there, when we felt how it set out and the hand sanitizer and the temperature gone and the distance. We both felt really safe, didn't we? Yeah, it is. It's just, it, we we follow all the rules to the T. Um, number one, because we don't want to get it shut down. Because uh, um, we will we will get visits off off people to make sure we are running it correctly. And number two, to keep everyone safe. You know, we're not interested in someone walking away with Corona, so we, everything is in place to make sure it's a safe experience. And so you get you free tea call- and coffee. I was going to say, so if you do want to have a holiday, come to Briley Hill. <laughs> we've got a promise to sun, but we've got lots of squirrels. <laughs> so where else would you like to be? I mean, when I've always loved um, what the, I've always loved Thailand, you know what I mean? But like uh, one of my good friends has just come back from Thailand because he's married to a Thai lady. And he said when he went over there, he had to do 10 days isolation in a hotel. 
Then for the next three days, we've had to walk around the swimming pool for an hour with, um, like, you know, you know when you have a plaster arena or a brick in and put them condoms on your shoes. He was allowed to walk around with that. But he said in every 7-Eleven, like in every supermarket, you'd stand there and the temperature going you. And everyone was so on top of like wearing masks and being safe. So maybe, you know, we've been left behind in some ways. We've been political, but maybe some places are just doing that a little bit better. Hey, you've got to be tested on the way out and then on the way back in. I, I'm just laughing at Kieran's comment <laughs> as well. He just put it up. <laughs> What's he saying? Go on, Garen. I'll let you, mate. You can have that one. Kieran just said that Briley Hill is like the Beverly Hills, just cheaper. I think he's spot on there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose that that's how wild our imagination gets, doesn't it? Be, being stuck indoors for like the last 12 months. Yeah, well, Kieran's lived, lived around that area quite a long time yeah. and moved out a few years ago. So maybe he's forgot what it's actually like. <laughs> he's on the show with us next Tuesday, isn't he, Lee? He is, yes. Kieran's on the show next Tuesday. Okay. I'm really looking forward to that. But it's funny, like, I mean, as you were saying, Aaron, sometimes like, I've lived here for nine years, and he said, before this was my dad and granddad. And like, the green at the front with the trees, because I've been locked in so long we've going playing on the trees, I've actually seen the trees, the trees change, like from being bare to having blossomed, to being leaves, having leaves fall down, to being covered in snow. And I think what this has actually done is make you appreciate the little walks that you go on, actually appreciate the little bits of beauty that in the everyday world we walk by, so maybe we we're looking them, you know, we make out. Yeah, there's always there's always a different perspective you can always take, and a, and a different way of obviously seeing stuff. Whether that's because we've been almost forced to do that, I still think the benefits are there. You know, the benefits of just appreciating stuff like like how Wednesday, especially for yourself, being a social butterfly, being around other guys and having that conversation, massively, massively helps. Um, even myself. Um, we had a boiler problem and I had to go shower at parents. We had to like separate the whole house and like sanitize it and everything and go in and just seeing them from afar and just having like a five, 10 minute conversation, almost too anxious to get too close or break any sort of rules and stuff. It was, um, I, I felt amazing. Like the rest of the day, just having a different conversation with obviously like loved ones and stuff. So yeah, it, it's, it's amazing. Like those 10 minutes, I appreciate a lot more than probably 12 months ago. I'd go there and sit there and I'd just be on my phone you know, for, for, for the best part of 90% of that until it's like, how are you doing? Or I've got to go now. So we literally sat there, sorry, stood there and just had a conversation, not even worried about what was, what was on my phone, just having a real conversation. So yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with that. Living for the moment. And yeah, being present. I, I wonder how long it'll take us. I mean, two things here and I'll ask you both. But I wonder how long it'll be till we can actually be with each other as in holding each other and, shaking hands and then i wonder how long it's going to make how long it's going to take us to actually feel like it's normal if that makes sense you know when like when i've always shook your hands i've shook everyone's bloody hand who's ever been in the club and it's the natural thing that i go to do but longer it goes on more anxious i get into doing yeah. it or if you're even good to do it or your elbow bump or knuckle bump then you sprain your hands and oh god i wonder how long that'll last it's going to be strange mate that's something that actually makes me anxious thinking about it because I don't want someone else to feel uncomfortable. So for myself, I'm confident that I already knew to wash my hands before the whole pandemic happened. But obviously, you know, that's been highlighted and everyone's probably a little bit more on edge, for example. And the last thing I want is to be like myself. I'm a very 
know, I always shake people's hands when I see him, you know, arm around the shoulder, whatever. And I'd almost feel like, is that person okay with this? If that makes sense. So yeah, there's, there's that level of anxiety, but there's also that level of anxiety as well. You know what it's like when you're in a pub and you know that, mo- oh, I'm not going to say most guys, but there's a lot of guys who just go, go to the toilet and walk straight back out as if like, you know, their hands have just been on their head for the whole duration. And you're thinking, <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere near you kind of people. So there's that anxiety as well. So I don't, I don't know. It's going to, it's going to be strange. And in terms of normal, I don't think we'll ever be how we were pre 2020 personally. I think, I think some of the stuff can be good. For example, I always, I always have a cold every like few weeks. And I think people like myself, when you have a cold, it's not going to harm me to actually wear a mask when I'm shopping around. You know, I'm, I'm normally quite got tissues anyway. I'm fully loaded, but I'm like, if we can just contain that ever so slightly, it's only going to benefit the people around us. And I think some people may have even probably more of an extreme anxiety than myself who may actually around crowded places. It might take them a while to kind of just let that mask down. And I think even like strong people, like some of my family, we've got the shopaholics. They love going to the shop every day. You know, it's not just like milk or it's going to buy something for a kid or whatever. And because they haven't done it for so long, and like going to car boots and going to here, it's going to take them a long time, if ever, to get back to that normal. Oh, you know what? I went to the shops today and it was terrifying. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't go to the shops very often at all. Uh, we, we'll order online. It's just easier. But, um, yeah, I went to that. It's just terrifying. I can't – I don't want to go off on a, a lockdown tangent here, but how the hell have they got away with what they do? There's, like, there's no one-way system or anything. It just boggles mm. my mind. People leaning over you and, yeah, just mm. – yeah. You know, does my head in the shops being a visually impaired person? You know them stickers on the floor every two metres that no one avoids by? But every, I'm, I'm walking, I'm concentrating, so I often look down to make sure I'm not going to look at anything. And then I, I go to walk into what I don't know is a sticker, and it like makes me do that every time. So I think, I'm going to fall down something, I'm going to walk into something. So a visually impaired person, so I'm always having to clock where everyone else is and trying to look for stuff and keep me on Jasmine. Then it catches out my eye. Then I'm going to walk into something. It's just a sticker on the floor. And I feel like that sticker on the floor is just like a token gesture because no one's avoiding by it. No one in any way through the shop is two metres away from each other. They're leaning over getting jammy dodgers and bread and bananas. And all them sticks are doing, if I'm putting people uh, like myself, it's unease. That, have I explained that right? No, no, you have. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was just laughing because the last time I – um, stood two meters apart somebody got in the middle of the queue and i was thinking yeah <laughs> what's going on here <laughs> so yeah I, I don't think people listen to them rules well mark I went shopping the other day and um someone uh she was lean she was trying to get some and he touched up his arm on her shoulder and, and she said she felt she had to go over to him she said i actually felt violated it's like a i don't like being touched anyway by someone i don't know but then it was aren't you aware there's a worldwide pandemic couldn't you have just waited three seconds for me to get out of the way? The thing is, Kev, as well, if you it, even if you believe it or not, to uh, respect someone enough just to keep two metres apart ain't the end of the world. Whether you believe you, what's going on or not, it doesn't really matter, does it? That's just it's simple, isn't it? Just two metres. Absolutely. And I think like the, the children, children, the primary school children, like my Jasmine's age and all that, because we've been telling it on. I think they've picked it up faster than we have because you're telling them that and sometimes they forget and try and get a bit close because they're children. But as a rule, they understand they shouldn't be touching Aaron or we're a bit close. Whereas I think 
the older we are, we've got more used to just being able to do what we've always done. If you've always done it, it's hard to stop doing it. I just think we don't abide by rules very well compared to children. Children are probably more used to having rules as well, in the sense there's rules in your house, isn't there, that you might, you know, I don't know, you're not eating chocolate at nine o'clock at night kind of thing. But whereas if you're an adult, <laughs> free reign, eat chocolate all you want at night. Yeah. So I think they're probably more used to sticking to rules because of that as well. And if you touch that, you're going to get burned. Don't do that because you'll get hurt. So they're thinking, well, if you're telling me, you know, I'll push the boundaries, but overall, you're telling me so I don't get hurt. Whereas us, we just think, who are you telling? I'll do as I want. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But I think a bit more compassion, a bit more compassion to other people's uncomfort would go a long way right about now. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. I, I think we might, we might even be um, too harsh on that. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of the people, ninety nine percent of the people, you know, and we all try it, are probably as compassionate towards other people. It's just again, with as with anything, media negative news, you always recognise or remember, you know, the, the the small minority who are kind of going against it. They seem to be shouting the loudest, be in social media or in a different context, or they're the ones that you remember when you go to the supermarket. That person who you know, skips in front of you in the line rather than actually, if I probably look behind, everyone was probably following suit. So yeah, let's give, I think let's give a bit of credit. And I think you're right with that. Like you've got like, let's call it 50 people in the shop. And it's that one numpty who does yeah. it. But it's probably not just you that's looking at him. It's the other 10 people in the line going, look at that bell end. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you're right. We haven't remembered the other 49. It's just that one so-and-so and everyone's yeah. noticed him. But, but, I mean, sticking up for that person who cut in front of you, Aaron, you, know, you don't know. He might have just been in the world in his own and not really realise what he's done. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He might not. You don't know, do you? You don't know. Yeah, that's true. We've all been there where you've just wandered around and then stopped and gone, what, what am I actually doing? Where, pretty, where yeah, am I? Yeah, that's, that's me most, <laughs> most of the days, yeah. I'm the world's worst of that with my eyes as well. I'll just go, like, in the real world, you just lean it forward and you go, God, they're taking a while. Then I catch it. It's sort of got there's a queue over it. And they've got ten deep. And I'm like, oh, I'm <laughs> <so> sorry, <laughs> but one here can have a point. <laughs> At least you can get away with it, Kev. You you've got a valid excuse. People like me and Lee will get in trouble. Yeah, no one believes I'm visually impaired. They want to mate. So <laughs> it's not like I walk around with a white cane. <laughs> Fair enough. That's, that's my problem because I'm high functioning. People always go, look at him, look at him. And I'm like, I can't see. They go, yeah, yeah. Why aren't you wearing any glasses? I go, no, I'm still I'm six vision. <laughs> Boss, bang, boss. <laughs> that's it. Just, just start walking. Around the golf park. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's most people in the pub, isn't it? After a few. But I, th- I, I think once this is lifted, the things that I'm missing while we're on a belly isn't necessarily us, like us three or six or ten going to the pub. But I'd, I'd much rather have like a garden party. You know, where you've got the people you've actually missed. You can have a bevy, have a, a barbecue. I miss that. You know, being able to like give me mum and dad a kiss and cuddle, and my brother and seeing you on handshake. I miss doing the pads. That's going to be a long way off. But one thing I miss about just having a day out is when you're on the driving back and go, do you find something some tweet? And you could just pull in somewhere and not have to make a, a five-hour reservation. Like when you've been out and you, you you go out and you book to go out on the 26th of February, and you go out and you it's raining, but you have to go out because you booked it, you paid for it, you go out. You booked your dinner for five o'clock, but you finished it off two, and then you go, what do I do for the next two and a half hours? I miss that spontaneity of just, it's nice, let's do it, I'm hungry, let's eat. 
Yeah. Well, lockdown certainly takes away a lot of spontaneity, doesn't it? All the way through through life, really. You can't be as spontaneous at home and not doing a lot. Me and Kev both said that in the real world, because normally you wake up and, you know, one of you's had a lie in and you go, oh, well, it's, it's 10 o'clock now. Um, let's, let's not go out today because we're just going to purposely wake up and just go, you know what, let's go to Wales. Let's go to Western. Let's go to Darby. Let's go to Whitby. Let's, you know, and just go, if it rains, we'll get there. We'll stop and we'll eat. Or, you, you know, just think, because I think this has really taught me especially, we've got to start grabbing the weekend or your days off by the balls. Oh, you know, and I've, I've always said that being a boxing chosen championship, but now I've had the time off with my family, which has been brilliant. I love them more than anything. But don't you miss just going, let's go somewhere. It hasn't got to be an Alton Towers. It could just be anywhere. Sorry, Aaron. Yeah. No, you no, know absolutely. what? Usually I agree with her, but my wife, let's go somewhere. <laughs> let's go up Merry Hill. Oh, oh, no, <laughs> you know what? I miss that though. Because we got into the let's go in Merry Hill. And now I'm like, God, I miss Merry Hill. <laughs> you know, just sometimes walking around aimlessly, just getting a cluster and just doing nothing just for the day, just because you could. But um, but going no, back to your point, Kev, I, I was one of those. So I'm always trying to, I've got my goals, you know, in my personal life and business or whatever. And I'm always thinking one day, I'll hopefully get all my time back. And then, you know, all these nights out and all these parties and stuff, you know, I'll be doing it forever kind of thing as if like tomorrow's promised. And I think this has taught me more than anything. God, like next time you have that opportunity where somebody says, do you want to come around for, for food or something? It's not going to be uh, maybe next month because within a few days we, we see how our life has literally just been shackled. So that's something that I was actually saying to the wife the other day. I was like, I need to start sorting my life out to the fact that I work Monday to Friday as hard as I possibly can to have those weekends. And all I want to do on those weekends, I don't want to sit on my ass watching Netflix. I want to be around people that I really care about because it's taught me, this has taught me that I just miss, you know, my dear, my dear family, my friends and everyone. And I don't think I'll ever, I don't think I'm ever, I want to work again on a weekend. Whereas normally it's kind of, I'll work this weekend. I'll come see you next weekend. So yeah, absolutely. I think I'll be grabbing, at least I hope I will. I don't want to go back into my own mindset, you know, how you can quickly change back. But I really will because there, there was something one of my friends said and it really it really resonated with me, actually. This is like a group of uni friends. I'm very close. We all, we all live together, very close, like 15, 20 years now. And he was saying that it got to a point where we were seeing each other about three times a year. And, then, and that's probably on somebody's birthday, a wedding, or if somebody's had a baby or something. And he was like, if you think about it, if, if we all have good health, for the next 20 years, that's only another 50 to 60 occasions that we're ever going to see each other again. And when you, when you actually think about that, and that's probably the same with some of our parents, you know, sometimes seeing our parents once a month, or sometimes it can go two months or however long it takes. It's quite a, st- a scary statistic when you think like, look, we've just lost a year straight away. So that has already gone down to like 55. And I think when I heard that, and then obviously with the pandemic, it's massively made me think that, yeah, I'm going to be grabbing the ball bites horns. That is really scary. I've never thought of it like that. Scary. But yeah, yeah, that's mad, mad isn't it? And, you... there's, and there's a chance there's really close people that you love dearly, you probably only see a few times a year and just think about that. Yeah. Which that one, is. Like in the, in the real world, if you work and you work on the building site, you work in an office, you see your work colleagues more than you actually see the people you like. And you might get along with them, but they're work colleagues. Whereas you say, the godfather's your baby, the best man at your wedding. And, your old school, my college mates, you guys, and you're thinking, well, 
I'll see you. When when have we started ever before of us going for a beer? I think we went on that after we went on the Black Country Radio the first time, wasn't it? Yeah. That's yeah. the only time we've ever or you know, in the or as a group, not as a collective, not like you know, I'll drink if anyone will drink with me. Because <laughs> <But, laughs> we're all but, sick of each other after all this. That's, that's what it is, Kim. <laughs> we're going to do it in between lockdowns. We must purposely do it, get our partners or us lot and just, you know, make time because that's something we're never going to get back, isn't it, time? Absolutely. And it's and it's a different environment as well, you know, from a podcast. Yeah, as much as we are naturally ourselves and we try and speak openly and honestly, it's good to have that almost away because I don't want to see it as in we only ever connect here. I think again, this these are all the things that I'm thinking. Hopefully, one day once we come out of lockdown, that we all need to kind of hold hold ourselves accountable for. Well, me, me, Kate, and Jasmine did in the first lockdown. We stopped doing it now, but I'm going to start doing it tomorrow. You know, I'll do it. I'll do it now, but I'll be in bed. It's a bit cruel to go make her up at <laughs> a shoebox. I was right. What we were grateful for, you know, what we're grateful for here in this moment, or whatever we've done. And what we're going to do, and then what we were going to do, but we never got around to it, you know, exactly what I'm saying, was open up the box, pull something out and go, Lego land, or go and have a sleepover at Nanny's, or have a sleepover at Grandma's, and, and get through it, tick the list off. But we come out of lockdown, I was back at the gym, uh, you know, bish bash bosh, next lockdown, bish bash bosh, here we are. So we've got to stop and go, I moaned about it, let's do something about it. Yeah, Kev, you're right. You're right. We'll um, and we'll definitely get together. I don't know about taking the missus there. I don't know about that game. <laughs> I've seen enough of her. <laughs> Jesus, can I have a break. <laughs> Come on, Kay, let's go and do something different. Let's be with each other. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be asking me to bring the kids next, Cross. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, one man. step at a time, guys. One step at a time. <laughs> God, Aaron, that'd kill you. Imagine all our all rabble around you. You wouldn't be used to that, would you, mate? Nah, I'd be right. I, I love kids now. I'd love it. I'd love it because... The best bit is sending them back, so... <laughs> well, we didn't agree to that bit. We didn't agree to have them back, did we, Lee? <laughs> no, mate. Well, no, I, not. We've got to remind ourselves... We could be lying in paradise or we're sitting here. Realism of it all is we'd always find something to moan about. So instead of finding things to moan about, let's find stuff to be grateful for. You know, we've got each other, we've got our loved ones, touch wood, we've got our health. And if we haven't got our health, thank God we've got the NHS. So, yeah, is there anything else anyone would like to say tonight, lads? No, I, um, I, go on, Lee. Go on, mate. I'm just going to go on a bit. I was going to ramble for it. I was just going to ramble for a few seconds and just say, I think I, I almost kind of learned something in the, in this episode uh, as I normally do is that we were speaking at the beginning of it and it's about being in Jamaica and stuff. And I, and I think from a long-term perspective, the things that actually would want more than anything right now is friends and family. So even like the thought of if somebody said, would you live in Jamaica for the rest of your life? I probably wouldn't unless obviously my friends and family could be, be there. So we're very grateful that obviously we have that. And it's just, yeah, it just again highlights that importance. Go on, Lee. On to more important things. Not more important, mate, but helpful. Oh, in the work. So, yeah, just again, I want to say that we have our support group on a Wednesday at the Boxing Club. 
at the moment we're limited to 15 people just because of covid but if you do need to talk and you do you do feel like you need some help this is really helpful so come along email us at blackcountryblokes at gmail.com and we'll get you booked in and i say you can go as deep or as casual as you want if you don't want to talk you know it's uh we've had two now and everyone i've had a good belly a, a good belly laugh you know and it's normally at my expense so come and enjoy it before we do our quote lee because you know him do you want to advertise tuesday show with kieran yeah so next tuesday we have kieran on um kieran's had a, an interesting life i've known kieran a long time but didn't really uh, at the time didn't understand what he was going through um but as we're as as with us we're all opening up more now which is great uh, he's he's been in bands. He's played with Bon Jovi up and down the country. I think he's done some party in the parks and things like that. But he suffered for, with anxiety, which is crazy to say. He was probably out in front of twenty thousand people playing the drums, but he suffers anxiety. He's he suffered depression. He's in a better place now, and he's going to come on and tell us his great story. It's often the, the masks we wear, isn't it? And you know. Yeah, looking forward to it. So, guys, got a quick. I've got two quotes for you. Why not? If the grass is always greener, make your lawn better. And the other one is, in the wise words of Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, there's no place like her. So, until we talk next time, take care of yourselves and each other. For our Listen, listen, listen. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you'd like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page and hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta a bit. Listen, listen.